Now, I just want to underscore that you've, in this episode about tracking results, you've required weekly nudes. So it's been keeping <laughs> it fun here. We are. <laughs> and then we can create a website someday and charge, you know, subscriptions for <laughs> Only weekly <fans>. nudes. <laughs> Only fans progress photos. Welcome to the Peaches Ain't Pink podcast. A show with two cousins from different worlds with the same dedication to glutes and truth. I'm Meredith Atwood, a former attorney turned coach and author of The Year of No Nonsense. And I'm Brianna Belser, a Harvard grad turned TV writer and actor. Leave your expectations at the door and join us. Time to grow your peach. Today we are talking about results and so much of what we do is results driven. Yes, we want results, but the problem is sometimes we are tracking things on a bullshit scale that we just made up. That's <laughs> and so decide, real. <laughs> on a bullshit and decide scale. that we're not making any progress and here's the list of why. Mm -hmm. And this came up because obviously I coach a lot of people and it, it's just funny. It's human nature to get in our own way. I'm going to start with body weight because it's such a low hanging fruit. And because it is just, the, I think it's like the hub of all bullshit data and, um, <laughs> and it's personal. And I always thought, you know, this is all I ever talk about, but the thing that I have noticed is that when you want, you're not happy with your body, you say, I want to lose some weight that then we get on a scale and we decide that that number is the truth about everything going on. And we spend a week, we eat well, and then we decide that that scale is right <laughs> and it's a, or whatever, like, and that's the data point. And so I want to use body weight and, and fitness as a jumping off point as to maybe we need to turn our focus to a broader range of data. So when we talk about data, what comes to mind, Brie? Like, what do you think of when you're like, oh, data, hmm. Um, so I think of Chandler off of Friends <laughs> doing data entry. I think of numbers, stats, figures. I think snooze fest. Right, exactly. That's what we're here to do, to be completely snoozy. <laughs> <laughs> but the way I want us to think about data and when we're looking at how are we measuring growth, is how many points of data, how many ways can we track our progress? And so when it comes to body weight, when it comes to fitness, here is my list of all the ways that you can face kind of your journey and what you're doing. So when you get on the scale and you're like, nothing's happening, I'm not changing, I quit this diet, which is the voice I use when I talk <laughs> about <laughs> diets. That is, that was my voice. Um, I encourage my clients to track body weight changes, composition changes, fitness changes in these ways. Number one, go ahead and weigh. I don't care, but it is not the only barometer. Number two, take before and after photos weekly in your, this. in I your bra, in your little booty shorts or your bathing suit weekly, weekly naked photos. <laughs> You don't have to show anyone, but do this. And people are like, I don't want to see that. Don't, 
don't look at it. Put it in the hidden folder on your phone. Now, I just want to underscore that you've, in this episode about tracking results, you've required weekly nudes. So it's we're keeping <laughs> it fun here. We are. <laughs> and then we can create a website someday and charge, you know, subscriptions for <laughs> Only weekly <fans>. nudes. <laughs> Only fans progress photos. You can find your size and your fetish anywhere in this website. You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. So photos, measurements. And when I talk about body measurements, I mean your neck, your chest, your middle section, your upper thigh, your lower thigh, your knee, your biceps, your calves. Um, I think the neck is actually the most surprising for me. Um, I never knew I had a fat neck. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a measurement at, you know, a, a not so pleasant time in my life. And, um, I've lost like two inches in my neck. That's incredible. Who knew? Who knew? So yeah, go ahead. So I have a question in terms of measurements, because I think it's the challenge for me when I'm trying to track results is I don't know what I'm aiming for. I don't know what normal or standard or average is. And, and so when I'm tracking results, you know, I'm like, oh, this is less than before, but what's the target? Like, what's my target mm -hmm. neck as a 5'5", five, 27-year-old? Five, like, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Well, and I think it depends, like, and, and we're going to talk about on the next episode, like, the dream and the goal. I mean, it depends what you're aiming for. If you mm -hmm. want to have a bigger neck, like, if you're like, I'm a dude and I want a bigger neck, then, you know, up upward mobility in that number is good. If you're like, I'm trying to lose some weight and it goes down good, or you may not have a fat neck and your neck stays the same no matter what. And interestingly, my midsection, my waist stays very similar. It's really weird. Ah, like, okay. um, and that's because it's made of squishy material from having babies. So <laughs> it's just kind of what it is. And so it's not going to change much, even though like I've gone down an entire size, I can just squish it into my jeans easier. <laughs> but when the no material idea. isn't right, you know, so it, it really is about like, what is the goal? And, you know, if you're wanting to get firmer, that goes on to like the next sort of data point, which is clothing fit. So if your clothing is fitting, you know, nicer, or you notice you're a smaller size, but the measurements, the scale and isn't really moving, that's still a data point. You're like, wait a minute, I'm in a size, whatever gene, and that is greater or smaller, depending on which direction you want to go. Um, other measurements with regard to your health and this and fitness are blood work. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, blood work, personal records in the gym. Like, do you lift more? Hey, that's a result. That's progress. I love a good PR. You're I love stronger. A good PR. You're stronger. Like we did um, deadlifts today at CrossFit. I haven't deadlifted it in a long time and hit a great PR, you know? And it's like, oh, oh congrats. hey, that's some progress. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. You know, it it's is. progress. Um, and finally, and, and if you have any to add for sure, Brie, but kind of, looking at the data of how you feel the improvement in the quality of your life like do i feel better living this way do i feel better um with these habits um do i have more clarity of mind more sense of purpose those are data points too yeah ones that we don't think about yeah and really essential, I, miss I think to track the mental growth um you know a lot of these journeys in terms of fitness are going to challenge not only your muscles and your body and your, you know, physical fortitude, but also what's your mental strength? And are you able to make commitments to yourself? Are you able to overcome challenges when you yourself are the obstacle? 
So I think for me, the only one that I would add is when you say track your emotions or how you're feeling is journal or do a voice memo every day or do an Instagram story and then create a highlight, like just whatever sort of check-in that you can do with yourself or maybe get an accountability buddy and you guys just text you know, oh, today I did this, today I did that, I ah, fell off the wagon a little bit today, I'm going to get back up tomorrow. Um, and just being able to scan through and read that journey as you hit your speed bumps or as you hit your high points and get gold stars, I think is really great too. Yeah, for sure. And so many of us are resistant to like journaling, like, oh my God, what if someone finds it? Mm, <laughs> or- no, and that, you know, that, that might be real. So there are, you know, many options for apps on your phone that you can put a password on that you can like, whatever, don't let how you track become an excuse. You know, don't say there's no way for me to keep track of this because there is, you just have to find out what works for you. And I actually keep track of a lot of things just in my notes on my phone. Like I just keep a running list and then I can search it and it's there. Um, But I want to get back to the progress photos real quick. And then maybe we can talk about um, just some other areas of growth. But as far as body image goes, and as far as weight loss, if that's your goal or, or gaining muscle, nothing tells the truth about your body more than a photo under the same light in the same outfit. And that's key. Same light is key. <laughs> is it really key is. too. Lighting um, is key. Well, I would even say in the same place. So don't go bouncing from your bedroom to your kitchen to wherever just because it's the dur- during the day. Like control yeah. for every bit of the the uh, photos environment so that you can focus on the difference in your body. Right. Right. And and so I don't like to use photos as a way to beat yourself up. Obviously there's plenty to criticize, but that's not the point of it. The point of it is, you know, you're going to put in all these hours of exercise and you're going to make your best efforts to eat better. And six months is going to pass. And maybe the scale has moved a pound and you're like, fuck it. This isn't worth it. I quit. And that's when I sent, I know I send my clients. No, no, no. You've been sending me your photos. Let's have a look at these. Oh, that's amazing. That's such a good sort of reality check of don't yeah. undercut your results. No, and we are the first. Yes, and we and look, proof is in the lack of the pudding on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call it butt pudding. You have much less butt pudding. Um, and it's true because even, look, if you eat like a trash human and you don't work out, like your progress photos may not give you what you want. But I'm saying like, if you're on a journey, um, then look at your photos because even now I can look in the mirror and go like, Ooh, <laughs> no progress. Yeah. Same person from 10 years ago, but I put it on a photo. I'm like, who is that? You know, I can see a change, like a massive change. And my, my scale doesn't move very much, very, very much down. Like it really doesn't, but I continue to change body composition and that's what you're really after. Like, are you really after a number on the scale or do you just want to look and feel better? And that's the oh, question. I know too. it's looking and feeling better. It's really looking Hello. better. Like, who are we kidding? But, you know, feeling's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Amen. I So I want to take these tips that you've given us and institute a sort of protocol. And it sounds like the first thing that you've articulated is creating and setting 
your goals. Mm-hmm. So if you are, for example, my goal was to lose body fat and to tone up. So I was less worried about weights and scale numbers, but I did want to look on camera toned and fit. So I was like, banish as much jiggle and squish as I can <laughs> because the camera loves to blow that up and it is not cute when you look different on screen than you see yourself in the real world. Um, All the technology also- we have in the world and they hadn't figured out how to let people A just skinny be- cam? <laughs> like, come A on. skinny cam at. Um, But also I would say for me, I couldn't perform well when I was worried about a scene that required me to sit and stand. And I was scared that the wardrobe that they put me in would give me a role in the front or the back. And then suddenly I can't remember my lines. You know, that stuff is distracting and it prevented me from doing my job. So the first goal that I set was I want to tone up and firm up such that I can confidently focus on the task at hand and free my mental space from worrying about how I look. So that see, does that feel right to you? Like a step one in this journey for, in order to measure a result, you have to set a goal. Yes. And, and I think to piggyback on to that, to setting a goal is to set a goal that really matters to you. Because I think we just sometimes pick a random ass goal because somewhere we got it in our head, we should weigh a certain thing, a certain thing, a certain weight. And it's not really what we want. And especially I know you're, I know you're a spring chicken, but as I get older, I mean, I have to really check the goal. Like, what is the goal here? And (laughs) I don't know. It was like last month, my husband and I were talking, he goes, I just want to be able to get up off the floor when I fall down, when I'm old. And I'm like, that's a good one. (laughs) And that's not a goal I would have thought of, you know, 20 years ago, but all these burpees I'm doing in the gym, yeah, I want to look better, but how practical is that to be 40? And I do burpees into my fifties and sixties. I'll just bounce off the ground when I fall and I'm 60. It's fine. I've been doing burpees for 20 years. But when you, when you start to really pinpoint your goal and what you want, and it's not a bullshit goal to start. And we'll talk about that in another episode, because you really do have to know what you're aiming at. And then you know what to track. And so if you're like, I just want to look better, then all of a sudden the, the before pictures, and I hate to call them before and after, but your pictures, your progress photos take on more meaning. Like, okay, I'm not going to look at the scale as much this week, but how do I look in this bathing suit? Or it, yeah. It, or if you're not feeling great and your health is down and, and you, your blood work is shit and you start to track that, you know, it really is. What is the goal? Yes. I love it. So then number two sounds like, Once you've set the goal, figure out where you stand in terms of reaching that goal time-wise. What's a time scale for you to, you're going to do weekly check-ins, let's say, and maybe you give yourself six months to make 20% progress, whatever it is. But like really break that data down um, into your timelines, into your inches and measurements and say, I would like to increase by, you know, 5% body fat or I'm sorry, muscle mass or inches by this date. And then just check and iterate as you go and say, okay, this was an ambitious level of progress or pacing. Let me adjust. Or I'm moving much more aggressively than I anticipated. Let me increase the rigor. So just sort of giving yourself that pacing and that track, I think helps. Yeah. And for sure. And I think sometimes, and I think we have to be really careful with the way we set ourselves up for the goal. 
um, it's really easy to, to say you want something and maybe it's a great barometer of progress. Like I want to weigh a certain thing. I want to lift a certain thing. Um, but at the same time, I think we have to be careful with that too, because sometimes our time frames are bullshit. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can say, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds in a year because I saw 10 people on Instagram who did. And it's not that that's unachievable, but if you're really talking about looking better, about having PRs in the gym, like that 50 pounds may not come off. You might trade 25 pounds of fat for 15 pounds of muscle and an injury. And, and all of a sudden you think you're a failure because you didn't reach this arbitrary number goal. So I think, yes, what you're saying, like here are benchmarks, but I think there has to be more of a, a sense of the feeling and the, the way you feel at, at those goals versus like, this is the number, this is when I'll be happy. Cause well, I think and that's where iteration comes in and you, and you can say it's worth it to look and say, okay, I had this injury or I had this setback. How do I adjust my goals and my timelines? And I think you're right about not letting it become oppressive or a sort of whipping tool. It should just simply be a destination and a place that you can visualize for me, my ultimate metric is amount of workouts in a week period. Yeah, so yeah, that's that, good. That I'm always like, come on, Brianna, do five a week. You can do five a week. It's fine if, you know, it's all cardio because you don't want to lift. It's fine if it's all lifting because you don't want to run or if it's half, half in, in a yoga day. But I know I'm having a rough week when I'm only at like one or two workouts that whole week. And I know I'm killing it when I go for six. So that's one thing that I'm like, get off your ass today. Just do 10, <laughs> 15 minutes of sprints and Tabata if it's a shitty low motivation day and be done with it, but do it. So that's sort of my ultimate is like, do something today. Don't sit on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. That's see, that's a really practical, like continue into the future till the end of time like measurement and it's good. Like I'm going to move my body five days a week, five times a week, whatever. Um, and, and I think it's important to realize that we can transition the data points into all areas of our life. Like I use body weight because eh, I mean, let's be real. Women are talking about that 80% of the time. And if you're the type of person who's happy wherever you are and whatever, then go forth and be happy. But the ones of us who want to keep changing, like we're going to do that too. Um, but you can apply this to career. You can apply this to relationships. You can apply it to your family, your home, your spirituality, any area of life that you feel that needs something, you can track data points. Like if you want to have better mental health and you want to meditate more, well, get yourself a spreadsheet and start tracking your meditation, get insight timer, track what you do. This is, I think so much of what we get stuck on is when we have no way to measure our progress. We look back and we're like, well, I meditated for 30 days and it didn't matter. That's why you journal about it. That's why you start to take these other steps to prove to yourself, hey, this is something. I'm moving. I'm moving forward. So I'm curious then, I know you said that progress photos are one of your favorite ways to track results and to make sure that as you drive toward a fitness goal, that the way you measure that goal is through these photographs. I'm curious about what are metrics that you have seen tried and true used in the fitness world that for Meredith are a no-go? What are the things that you're like, eh, I'm not doing this? 
Yeah. And I tell the, I've told this story a few times. I don't know, not on this podcast, but the scale, the, the whole idea BMI body, body mass index. I call it the bullshit measurement index because it, it <laughs> takes into account your weight and your height. And the reason that that is garbage is it does not take into account your muscle mass <laughs> or right. your genetics or any sort of structure. Um, and so by all accounts, for the most part, I've spent my entire adult life o- obese, according to the BMI scale. And yes, I have been obese at times in my life, but there are times like I would probably still come in as obese at the moment based on the BMI. Okay. And so for me, a no-go measurement is the scale. It has to be, I still weigh every day, (laughs) explain that one because it's a data point and I want to look back on my life and have all the data and I can see my data go up, down, up, down, up, down, but it's, it's a trajectory, like lifelong trajectory down for me because I started so high, but all of that to say that you can change so much within your body and the scale will do whatever it's going to do. And so the most recent example I have is that I used to have, when I was a weightlifter in high school, I was about 176 to 180 pounds. And I was reasonably fit. I still had a decent amount of body fat, but I was fit. And so 10 years ago, I had this idea that I would start running. And I thought, well, maybe if I could just lose weight first, like if I could get down to 180, because I was like 250, 230 when, when I first started, you know, if I can just get there, then I'll start. Well, the big joke is I have yet to hit 180. <laughs> 10 years later, last summer I got down to 181. I was really like hitting the bodybuilding and I was doing well, 181. And so the lesson in that for me is to always explain that story in the fact that if I had waited to start my fitness journey, when I got to the weight that I deemed magical, I still wouldn't be starting. And in the last right. decade, I would have not done Ironman. I wouldn't have started Swim Bike Mom. I wouldn't have written a book. Like none of that would have even happened because I'd still I be think waiting. That is so powerful. I think that's right. so powerful. And that goes hand in hand with what you said earlier about taking caution as you set goals and as you create timelines and benchmarks to make sure that they do not become instruments for oppression and also to make sure that they're not something that becomes ironclad. So, you know, right. you, you, to look at you and see the like I couldn't do an Iron Man right now. I would have to. Oh, well, me either. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the me fact either. that you've done multiple of those, right? To write this book to chronicle the journey, you couldn't write that book without the data that you had tracked. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? There are so many achievements that you've been able to accomplish that would not exist if you had adhered to your initial right benchmark. So right. I think that sort of being iterative and making sure that you're always readdressing, find the data points that work for you to track the result is just the perfect example. Right. And like, even still wherever my weight is because I work out the way I do. And because I eat the way I do my weight right now, well, maybe not, maybe like two weeks ago, I've been kind of eating everything doesn't eat me, but like two weeks ago, Meredith, um, that body in that weight looks better than that body at the weight three years ago. And because I've put on more muscle and I've changed the composition. And so I really caution the scale. I just, I have to because of my own personal journey. And so when I have clients who are really fixed on the scale, we start to try and break that habit because it's not real. Like I could stop working out and I could eat nothing, but 
I don't know, donuts and stay at 900 calories and the scale would go down, but I'd look like a bag of shit. <laughs> right. Real fast. Right. You know, I'd be, you, then you're skinny fat or whatever. And look, if you want to be skinny fat, be skinny fat. I don't care. I don't care. But personally, when someone is seeking help and they want, you know, how do I get a hold of this? Like th that's what I use that you, you've got to just start where you are. Don't wait on anything and, mm -hmm. and just get moving for sure. So then this brings me to my next question I'm curious about because you said you track every single day. You hop on the scale just to see what that overall trajectory looks like over a 10-year period. When you have a day where the scale is higher than the previous, do you feel this implosion or this failure? Like what mentally occurs when you see the results go in the opposite direction than you feel? And how do you tell yourself to continue to stay the course? Yeah. So I'm such a ninja. I have been exposed to this disappointment so many times that it's, it doesn't even phase me, but what I use it for is it tells me something. So like, for example, if I worked out really hard yesterday and I ate really well and I'm up three pounds, anyone would go, what the hell is that about? But what that tells me is one, I probably didn't drink enough water. I'm probably dehydrated and everything that um, I ate with salt on it stuck with me and I'm fatigued like three pounds up. It's just like when you're monitoring heart rate as an endurance athlete, if you're um, if everything is fine, but your heart rate's super high, that means you probably need a recovery day or you're about to be sick. So I use the scale as that kind of data point. Like what did I eat yesterday? Cause also it can indicate inflammation. You know, if you eat something, your body's not tolerating and you're out of the blue up three pounds, like what'd you eat yesterday? Cause it's not that you put oh, on three fantastic. pounds of fat. Yeah. It's like your body's mad and, it's having and a reaction. it's having a reaction. And sometimes this is the like thing that people really don't think about is dehydration puts weight on because everything you put on your body, your body's like, thank you so much. I will keep it. <laughs> right. I'm so thirsty. Um, so if you're drinking a lot of water, your body is flushing and you're actually not retaining water. But if you're in a state of dehydration, the scale may be up. So all of that I look at. And then if I have been eating like a trash panda for two weeks, and I get on the scale, I'm like, there it is. You have gained yeah. seven pounds. Congratulations. I also use it as the moment not to beat myself up, but to go, every choice has a consequence. Mm, <laughs> Everything real. you did for the past two weeks, there it is. Look at it, make friends right. with it and get your shit back together. Like, and, and that's, and I used to beat myself up, but there, it was because I wasn't making peace with the truth. I would go, this is not fair. <laughs> Why am I so fat? I would get on the scale and, and say that instead of saying, you earned every last seven pounds you just gained. <laughs> I had real. Oreos this weekend, two stacks. You know, that's why. <laughs> yeah, It's not a mystery. And when you come to that level of truth with yourself, the data is amazing. It's really empowering because you will see it rise and fall and react. And then you realize hmm, I'm no longer bullshitting myself. I'm just in a state of observing it all and I can decide what's important to me. That's so real. I love that. So then this is my last question before we wrap up. I'm curious, you clearly have an encyclopedic knowledge of what it means to do a radical life change, what it means to know your body in terms of 
you know, the nutrition of it in terms of the physiology of it. And I'm curious for the layman who has never gotten off of their couch until they listen to this podcast today, who wants to set a goal and identify a possible result and then measure it with data. What is a way that they can get in and start productively, even if and in this pandemic world, right? Because it's like nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> How can someone start this? What are some websites or some books or some videos? Um, is it on your website? Like how, how could I, if I know nothing, get up here and start kicking ass like you do? And so you're talking about like fitness, body weight, like yeah, that well, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, you know, there's so much noise out there. <laughs> I mean, there is so much noise; it's impossible to know where to start. But one thing you will find in common with anyone that has gone on a journey and has changed themselves or their lives or their bodies is they made a decision: I can't continue as I am. And so the step one is to go, okay. I can't continue as I am. So what am I doing? I like, I personally believe that we have to face the truth of what we're doing before we can even decide how to change. And so just look at what you currently do. Like, do you eat Doritos all day? Okay. Duly noted. <laughs> do you drink diet Coke and no water? Okay. Duly noted. So make a list of like the things you do. Do you work out? No, never. Okay. Write that down. I never work out and I live on diet Coke and Doritos. Okay. There's our starting point. And I would say to that client, here's what we're going to do. You're going to go for a walk three days a week, wherever you want on your treadmill or, or at the gym or outside three days a week, 30 minutes. And you're going to give up your diet Coke and you're going to drink water. And then maybe add something green and let's take a progress photo. Like that's what I would do week one. You know, it, it's the small changes over time. Mm -hmm. Okay. You really don't have to overhaul everything immediately. Now, if you come to me and you're like, coach me, I'm going to put you on a meal plan and we're going to knock it out. <laughs> but if like, you're just like, how do I do anything? You just do different than what you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And you know, like anyone listening, if they don't know anything about nutrition or anything about exercise, you know that you can walk or roll or do push, like you can move your body in some way for exercise right? and you cannot eat on the junk food aisle. Like you right. can go into a grocery store and you can see the things that look like flowers. Those are vegetables. <laughs> go toward, <laughs> go toward those. And like, we know we know very well intuitively what we can do. But a lot of it, again, is I think if we're not facing what our current, we're currently doing, that's the first step. It really is because even if you're clueless, you know that the Doritos are not in the food groups. Right. That's so real. <laughs> They're so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest cool. for me in the hot Cheetos. Oh, funniest. But Oh my gosh. All right. So grow your peach. What can you do this week to kind of begin to track your results and to start a new, new lease on life with your data? So set up your measurements, what you're going to use to measure and just be consistent. That's it. Pick anything that you heard that seems like it would be helpful to you. Like, Hey, I can do that. I can download an app. I can journal. I can take before pictures. If you heard anything that you think you could use, do that and do it again and then do it again and keep doing it. <laughs> and that's really it. Now, now is the time to be precise 
in your tracking so you can get to know your truth. Amen. In the wise words of Dory, the fish just keeps swimming. That's right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Peaches Ain't Pink. If you want us to riff on something specific, DM us on Instagram at Peaches Ain't Pink. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your favorite peaches. Peaches.